I hope you enjoyed the first part of the show. Now for the second half with Dr. Bryant Speaks. As a veteran, as well as a professional therapist, um, you obviously are going to have various patients. Um, when you sit down and talk to a veteran in your office, hoping to help him or her, do you notice that being able to communicate comes off a lot easier because you're a veteran versus when you're possibly talking to somebody who's not a veteran and you have to get them to open up. Does a veteran open up a lot easier than a non-veteran because of that same therapeutic process? I don't think so. I think it depends on the individual that's sitting in the office with me. Um, I don't know why male veterans feel like I'm fragile and that they might hurt me or that they're going to keep me up at night. So they try to shield me from their experiences. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I'm here to help you. I can't help you if you don't want to talk about it. Right. Um, so I don't I don't think that's the case. I think that if you have had a set of situa uh, situations or circumstances that say, you know, this person isn't to be trusted or you don't trust easily, then the conversation still just as challenging. And so I spend most of my time trying to establish a rapport with somebody who has absolutely not trusted me. And so I'm saying to you, trust me, I'll help you. And they're like, yeah, somebody told me that last week and they didn't help me. Exactly. So right. that's the toughest part is to, to show them my genuineness and to really work on establishing the relationship. Sometimes we don't get into, you know, the real trauma or the real issue for months down the road, depending upon how long it takes me to establish trust with you. But I always tell them I work for you and we go at the pace that you want to go at. I'm in no rush. Yeah, that's important. I'm, I'm hearing the common denominators that we're all different, but that trust factor is key. You know, as a veteran and as a veteran that went through therapy, it still does. One of the other things that we fear is that trans when we lose that therapist, um, you know, you get to build the trust, you find that relationship, you're in that flow. And then unfortunately, that therapist has to leave. My very first experience happened at a public organization and they just flip flop therapists all day long. And I was, I gave up after that for many, many, many years until uh, I went to the organization that you're familiar with in Concord. So, um, and then again, I went through it one more time because unfortunately not to her fault, she just got sick. But, you know, it's important that we can hopefully have a long-term relationship. And I'm glad VA specifically is doing better because they're holding on to their therapist a lot longer. Whatever is happening on the other side where they're staying around, I'm proud to say that there's a big improvement, major improvement. But therapists like yourself who are finding their own practice and yet still reaching out to veterans is important so and so you're definitely identifying that being trustworthy being there to support is key and so i want to thank you and applaud you for your sacrifice because starting your own practice is no easy feat but you're willing to do it because you're trying to do best you can and help all of us so now on that note are you actually uh supporting others other people other than just veterans 
Absolutely. Um, okay. You want to talk a little bit about some of the things, people you're helping? So I really want to go back a little bit to what you were talking about with the sheer number of therapists. Mm-hmm. I think um, the problem with that is most people don't understand what a therapist has to do to become a therapist. And yeah. so we have to get a broad range of experiences. And each year that we are in school, we have to do a practicum or an externship or something where someone supervises our work so that we can pursue that license. What that means to you is at the end of the semester, um, they're gonna move on. And if you liked them, loved them or hated them, they have to move on to pursue their educational goals. It's unfortunate. And if I were in charge for a day, I would change that to, those who have a hard time, attachment issues, they don't connect well with others, it's hard for them to trust, I would put them with permanent staff so that they wouldn't have to experience that in the way that they do. And I don't know that other people have had the conversation that says, hey, with this veteran population who's already suffered so much loss, and it's so hard for them to trust in the first place, maybe we wanna consider leaving them with a a staff psychologist instead of giving them all the interns. Um, The interns are, it's a good way to go because it's low fee or no fee for Mm -hmm. the organization utilizing them. And then the intern gains experience. But I think it's still very harmful for some who have a hard time trusting. Yeah, thank you for saying that. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. Um, So, Listeners, if you are somebody who is going to therapy, you just heard Dr. Gaffney what she said. So think, look at who you're talking to. And if it's somebody who's under the tutelage of another therapist, request it. It is your right. Go back to your VA liaison or whomever and, and request another therapist. I know where I'm at. My particular therapist at VA, she's got, she's backed up. She said they've lost some therapists with COVID going on and she's swamped. You know what? That's okay. Push. Because this particular VA, who was actually referred by Dr. Gaffney, uh, who I went and she, when I first met her, she's like, I'm sorry, I can't take you. Bit, I just kept pushing. I kept pushing and she took me <laughs> on. And now she's, I mean, in addition to Dr. Gaffney, she's one of my favorites and she is still there for me and it's helped me in so many other ways. So don't give up, you guys. You got listeners out there, my vets, do not give up. Take their advice and continue to push. Find somebody you are comfortable with that you hopefully will be around for a while. So that's important. And so I'm glad you said find someone who fits for you. I think oftentimes we look at Psychology Today or other web pages that have Um, therapist listings and we don't know what we need. We don't know what we're looking for as consumers. Um, And they'll say something to the effect of the first 15 minutes is a free consultation or the first session is a, a free consultation. I need people to understand as we are trying to see if we can help you, you should be looking at us to determine if we will be a good fit for you. And it's ultimately your choice of therapist that you see. Um, even if they're paneled with your insurance or not paneled with your insurance, sometimes they do single case agreements. I just need people to access mental, mental health services if that's what they need. And I need them to feel comfortable advocating for themselves to get the therapist that works for them and not the one that's assigned to you. You right. can say this one doesn't work for me. <laughs> and I did that. <laughs> I absolutely did that. I had, I had a situation and you know this because you helped me see that was when I had a therapist who had on a on my first session 
went back into the system and just said all this stuff about me, all this negativity. And at the time, I didn't know, I wasn't aware. I could go into my records and read the transcript. And thanks to, thanks to you, Dr. Gaffney, you told me that. And I went in there and I read all this stuff and I was like, what the, <laughs> you know? So I couldn't believe it. So I ended up having to change the therapist at VA, continue to see you. Um, and then I dropped the therapist at VA for a while and focused on just going to Concord for a good while um, until I got to go to my new therapist that you referred me to. So I was lucky. I had somebody like Dr. Gaffney in my corner who was there to assist me in maneuvering and understanding. And this is one of the reasons why we do this show. We do this because some of you out there, your listeners don't always know and understand. It's a learning curve. There's a lot to learn out there. So we're going to continue doing this and we're going to continue bring, right, providing information. Okay, so back to, back to Dr. Gaffney. Um, you know, some of you listeners are just downloading. You can't actually see my YouTube show where the same show goes on YouTube and you can actually watch us. But for those who are just listening, Dr. Gaffney is a black woman, African-American. Uh, we've already mentioned she's a veteran. And she has mentioned that she was a mom. She is a mom, but at the time in the military, she was a mom. So I want to ask her how those different roles of balancing has helped her, you know, develop some level of patience, performance, how has it helped her in her profession? Um, because there's a lot to balance. And I only ask this because we have some very ambitious women out there. And I'm taking this is sort of the next show after I just did Dog Pack Divas, which is definitely about supporting women in the military. So I probably just increased my women population for the show listeners. So Talk to them specifically, but give us an idea how you balance and juggle all of this. Wow, that's a huge question. I think most <laughs> of it is about identity formation, right? And so what I've learned is what I have in my toolbox that could potentially help others. Um, my understanding is I'm quite a unicorn, being you know a black woman, veteran, I um, licensed marriage and family therapist, as well as a licensed clinical psychologist. Um, Taraji Henson was on something and she was saying that she had a hard time finding someone who looks like her mm -hmm. um, to provide therapy. And so it doesn't matter. Like you find someone who is multiracial and they identify or connect most with their black part of them. Um, just helping them to integrate that. So I think it's all about identity formation. I think there are some who have attachment um, disorders going on and things of that nature. So as a mom, it allows me to help them through providing a corrective emotional experience and having them believe that there's somebody on the planet who will care for them as their mom should have. Um, it gets to be complex and it's sometimes very tiring, but um, I like what I do and I like it a lot. I just want to be able to help people. And so mainly I meet them where they are and figure out what the need is. Um, I feel like all behavior is purposeful. So I just kind of watch their behavior and figure out what it is that they need. But it's typically something that's really super um, subconscious where you have to help them to bring it to consciousness. And that's probably the deepest challenge that and figuring out, oh my goodness, that's something that happened to me when I was a kid. That's where that's coming from, this visceral <laughs> response, right? Like, oh my God, what happened? So right. um, 
just being able to connect with all those things without coming off as a, oh, I know it all, or I'm just book smart, or, you know, I got my street PhD side D prior to <laughs> those kind of things. Um, and just being able to meet them where they are, speak to them in their vernacular, and establish rapport. Wonderful. You know, you are a role model, and that's why I have to ask this question. It's not always about, you know, the the book relations of information. Sometimes it's about the person. So um, what I took from that is, you know, it's not so much work if you love what you do. And so if those of you listening, if you can try to figure out what that is, again, segue to another podcast show I've already done. Uh, it's titled Careers. I talk about being able to find something that you can do, skill sets to be able to leverage based on either military transition or just finding something that's out there that'll be, you can be successful with. So another show, another podcast already done, you can download it. You mentioned Taraji P. Henson, one of my favorite actresses. I want to recognize that she does have a foundation is titled Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation is based on her father who has struggled with mental health. So I just want to throw that out there since we brought her up. Great organization. I've looked into it, uh, truly in supporting it, which is why I'm mentioning it now. So feel free to look at that. Um, one of my last questions, because I know you're a busy woman, so I'm going to ask this. If you could talk to all the veterans and families out there that are having issues and they're still trying to figure out what they need to do to improve, what words of advice would you give them to take the next step? Because that's usually one of the challenges. They're not either not sure what to do, where to go, or just in general. Do you have any words you can provide them? So honestly, I would just say take a step, just one, and work within that step to see what it's all about, to figure out what it is. I think because veterans, it's a toxic masculinity thing where you can't actually say when you're serving that I'm not well, I'm not okay. Um, the Marines say it, we, uh, pain is weakness leaving the body, that sort of thing. And it's not true. Like you can absolutely heal um, from this. I'm not gonna tell you that it completely remits and that you'll never have another symptom, um, but I will tell you that it's work. And so you have to keep at it. Um, you learn how to manage triggers. You learn how to manage what you're experiencing. You get the, you learn the vocabulary to say, hey, I'm suffering here, instead of having the behaviors that show that you're suffering. Um, basically, let's talk about it. That's what I'd say. Let's talk about it. Wonderful. Thank you. I hope you all heard that. Uh, Dr. Gaffney, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, just so people know I'm not just making stuff up, I will show you in the back of my book right here. There it is. If you can see, it says Dr. Oh my G. goodness. Yeah, there it's it is. right there. There it is. I all, I don't put the name, full name, because you know, you got to protect the innocent. And I haven't asked that. <laughs> I, I didn't ask permission to put you in there. So I figured I'd just put Dr. G. But it does say my therapist, and she knows who she is. So Dr. G is, is there. Um, that's my nod. Dr. G, do you have any last comments? Anything you want to say? I would like to say it, it doesn't hurt to reach out. I think that culturally, Black folks typically don't reach out, but I can see that there's a decline in, in a whole bunch of things. We are the indicators for just about everything that's wrong in the world. High blood pressure, diabetes, stroke, 
incarceration, um, all those negative indicators. And I think that if we got together, we talked about it, we could remediate some of the challenges we experience. Um, shifting minds, changing minds. I think when we had the major crack epidemic in the 80s, we lost our big mamas. And so if we're not gonna have big mamas, then we're gonna have big mama therapists. And right. that's where we gotta be. I like that. Big Mama Therapist. See, there's a book for you. There's a book title right there. I like that. All right. Well, Dr. Gaffney, again, thank you so much for taking the time out, helping the show, being a part of the show. I appreciate it. I want to say to all the listeners out there, again, go to my website, drbryanspeaks.com. You can there, you can download anything you need, access all the information you want. We're on iHeart, Spotify, and also pretty soon we're going to be on um, Pandera pretty soon, by the way, but we're also on iTunes as we speak. So it's growing. It's a, it's a work in progress. I'm constantly working to improve the show. But most importantly, I want everybody listening, be blessed and know that I'm speaking to you. But more importantly, someone is always listening. And that someone is not just me. So God bless everybody listening. Thank you, Dr. Gaffney. That's our show. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please visit Dr. Bryant's website, drbryantspeaks.com. Also, visit his social media platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, all titled drbryantspeaks.com.